Good afternoon and welcome to DRN1's newest business segment, Business Shakers. We will shake the BS of business no one tells you about, give you useful tips and tricks of how to start, run and grow your business. My name is Bronwyn Lunderstead and I am your host for this fabulous time in Business Shakers and I am excited, super excited to shake things up on how you think and run your business. Before I get started, a little introduction about me. I am a proud mum of four super amazing children and yes, I am on the single parent journey. So huge shout out to all your parents out there doing the grind of building and growing your own business. To be honest, anyone that has chosen to follow their dreams, huge kudos to you because following your dreams is definitely an exciting and scary journey. The saying goes, if it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Growth and comfort do not coexist. So do you agree or disagree? Send us your comments on our page at DRN1Live. Now, I started the journey on self-employment way back when my eldest daughter was born. I came from a corporate background and dabbling in various career aspirations. But ultimately, it was my passion that put me on the self-employment road because I wanted to be my own boss. It was something that I had no idea what I was in for, what adventure lay ahead. So it was definitely a new way to go. I guess you can call it more of a hobby business, what I started off with, um, because I didn't know what I was doing. And I guess my way through all of the old school methods. So I did the flyer drop. I did the the print media. Um, it, it was definitely a learning lesson. So for those of you who don't know, my trade uh, has been makeup artistry. And I, I have to say this, we do have incredible creatives here in Perth. And the Perth industry has achieved many quiet victories. Perth may be small, but our artists are definitely great. If you do know of an artist, whether it be makeup, photography, an actor, musician, or any creative artist, give them a huge shout out on your social media platforms because through COVID, they can definitely use a boost in their sales. And of course, your support will not go unrecognized. So fast forward a few more years and I've added to my business list and now run another growing small business. I'm sure that uh, this is a sentiment shared by many, uh, but the lessons that I've learned have been both great and small. Um, Some have been amazing highlights, which have brought so much more excitement, while others have been extremely painful, heart-crushing lessons. Um, There is nothing quite like feeling that you have hit rock bottom and you have to get yourself out of that hole. So I don't think failure is a word I would use to describe lessons. Uh, It is definitely a stepping stone and it is a a chance for you to do greater things and be better than what you've done before. My philosophy is you only fail when you quit. Let us know what you think about failing. Does it list you as a quitter or are you grinding to win to keep growing your business? Give us a shout out on DRN1Live. Business Shakers is about empowerment and growth. It's about sharing valuable knowledge with you to challenge you about the way you think and run your business. This show has been designed to help small businesses and those venturing on the road to following their dreams because, let's face it, we are all doing this with our hearts. We will be uncovering the BS no one tells you about in business and speaking to leading experts who have walked the walk and can talk the talk. So I invite you to join us every Sunday at 2pm here at DRN1 where we will shake things up in business. 
tune in and send us your questions and comments so that we can answer them live here on air. We are speaking from experience and knowledge, and I must put a disclaimer in there that every business is individual. Information produced here is general. Today's very first segment is about inspiration and motivation, influences that cause you to want to start and run your own business through the highs and lows of life. Our special guest today is Mark Kalos from One Call Automotive. Mark is a small automotive service business that services the northern Perth suburbs. A proud dad of three boys. Mark has been a mechanic for 12 years and is licensed to do repairs and logbook servicing. So I met Mark a few months ago and it has been inspiring to watch his business grow. I found that every time I spoke with Mark, I walked away with useful information. Like all other non-car savvy people, and I am non-car savvy at all. The second I'm told something is wrong with my vehicle, it feels as though the world is going to end and everything is co- going to come crashing down. So it's, it's a field where many are ignorant and it's refreshing to speak with someone that has actually tells you as it is without adding bells and whistles, the BS that stresses you out for no reason. I've decided to have a chat with Mark because of his non-BS approach to how he runs his business and communicates with people. I'm excited to bring you his story and what has been his motivating and influencing factors when running his business and how he has shaken things up when dealing with cars and people. Welcome, Mark, and thank you for joining me on Business Shakers. Uh, thank you very much, Bronwyn, and um, thank you all the listeners out there. So why the business name One Call Automotive? Well, One Call Automotive came around, actually. Um, one night when we were sitting down with the old boy and... Um, come up with a name for the business and he has one call handyman and um, we thought it'd be great to keep it within the family and uh, we started one call automotive uh, one call we do it all that was a catchphrase but it also has a bit of a family tie behind it uh, so it was a bit of a nice thing a bit of a proud moment our family is definitely a huge involvement with your business a hundred percent without my family and the support from them um, I wouldn't be where I am today uh, another thing is uh, with your business because it's so family-inspired, who is your target market? Mums, dads, um, look, honestly, it's, yeah, it comes down to those small families that have the one or two, maybe three vehicles, uh, and they're just having a hard time trying to send the vehicle to the workshop to get serviced, and they need someone that can come to them or at their work and all the rest of it. We're there for the convenience, and we're trying to target the media market. Mobile is definitely the way to go. So mums and dads, mobile definitely comes to you. Also, I have a question. Businesses, can businesses use you if you're mobile? Businesses can definitely use us. What we target for businesses is a bit of a different approach. With businesses, we do have a workshop um, set up for that side of things where we are mobile, but for a business with a fleet of, say, 10 vehicles, we do have a courtesy car for them where we go and drop a car off for them and then we bring their car to the workshop and get it sorted and serviced. Uh, that just makes it a little bit easier being the fact that business wants to make sure they have their bays for their customers. Did you feel that this was something lacking in the Perth market? I found that people are busier. Um, we don't have time like we used to. Everything's crammed in. It seems to be do more work in less time. So I did find that there was a lot of uh, complaining about getting their cars serviced, that they would have to drop it off, uh, come back, and then they'd get a bill that was heaps more higher than it was when I first quoted. So I felt that if we had hit the market where we tell the customers what it's going to be, once we've told them the price, it stays at that, we come to their house, we come to their work. I found that, that there was a better approach and that there was a market for it. 
Would this be something you'd consider as a motivation to have you going down the self-employment route? Or was there something else that inspired you? I think the biggest motivator was when we were talking to a lot of people at barbecues and family events, uh, we would hear a lot of complaining that customers were feeling that they didn't know what was going on and they're spending lots of money and it doesn't feel like they're getting their best bang for their buck. And that was my biggest motivator was that, hey, I can actually help these people out. And I think helping is a great motivator, especially when you're trying to have your kids look up to you. So this is definitely makes you very unique as far as being mobile and as an order car serviceman. No, most definitely. I think that if you stay honest and you stick to your, your guns, uh, people do respect that. Look, we are human. We're not, we don't do everything 100% right and we're not perfect. But um, I think if you communicate it across to your customers and you let them have the choice, they're the ones that should be able to decide yes or no. And at any point in time, if they're not comfortable, they should be able to say that. And I think if you give your customers that, then they'll respond and respect you for it. We're very focused on the customer and actually getting them the best that's available. Yeah. What has been the biggest inspiration on your journey so far? I think my biggest inspiration has been talking to other business owners and conversing with them as to what's been going on in my world and feeling that I'm not alone and talking to them about problems, successes, failures. Well, I guess we don't call them failures. We call them learning curves. And them going back to me and telling me that, hey, it's all right, you're not alone, that this is normal. And that has inspired me to then wake up the next day and hit the ground running and I get over these hurdles. And that has gotten me to where I am today. So finding other businesses, how did you actually find them? Oh, word of mouth. Just talking to other people. That was the biggest one is just not keeping things to myself. If I'm having issues, talk to people. Other businesses, if they're doing stuff, say, look, who do you talk to? Just networking. Rocking up there, that's the biggest journey. And then once you do that, you just seem to fit in, kind of like hockey or footy or stuff that we used to play. You just rock up to one of the games, you ask some questions, and then next thing you know, you're at the training session the next week. With that networking, what is a key point that you would actually say or give advice to another business? Leave your ego at the door. If you want to network and you want to network well, leave your ego at the door. I think the best form of networking is being raw and being honest and People ask you a question, answer it without the intent to try to one-up someone. By doing that, people see the genuine side of you and then they're willing to help. They're willing to introduce you to that next customer or next client. The amount of fleets of vehicles I've gotten and clients and customers I've gotten from just being raw and being honest and talking to people and going and networking um, is, yeah, phenomenal. So you found that people are actually quite open when you go networking and have a chat with them? Most networking places, yes, 100%. But look, again, the biggest thing is you've got to leave that ego at the door. When you're talking to other businesses, you do find it very easy to sit and talk about all your successes and about how good you are. And then you forget that all you're doing is pushing people away. It's best just to be raw. So speaking about being raw, I want to know, and I'm sure our listeners want to know, what is your why? Why have you done this? Um, I think because it comes natural. That's the biggest why. Look, always growing up, was always working with the old boy. So working was a normal thing. Cars came natural. And then talking to customers, it was just all a natural thing. And then once I realised I was good at it, I kept doing it. Then I realised I had more time with my kids. And it was kind of like a snowball effect to the point now where I can see my boys. I have great staff. Uh, I've got a workshop. I've got a van on the road. And I'm a lot more relaxed than I used to be. 
and I still get to put smiles on people's faces. And my kids, every time I come home, they're like, Dad, you fixed another car? Yes, we did. And he goes, oh, that's really, really good. I'm really proud of you, Dad. And that's the big why. What would you consider um, as a continuing motivating factor or influence when considering your why in your family? Look, I, I think that for moving forward as a continuing factor, I think it is the more oh, I do this because I want more time to spend with my boys. I want more freedoms. I guess that's the reason that any business owner starts a business is that we're trying to get freedoms. We're trying to get that balance of that work life to that freedom life. And I guess if we are going to go forward, we would be looking for more freedoms, having a few more staff on, uh, being able to be there at all their soccer games and footy games and the little ones BMX. And moving forward, that's where we'd want to do. We'd want to expand the business to where we have more vans on the road and I have a bit more time off. So with the work-life balance, because you've definitely gone into the, the work-life balance theory there, is there something you could advise other businesses as to how to manage that? I think the only thing is if you're starting off a business, and I've been talking to a lot of business owners without naming names, um, high-end business owners who have multiple businesses all over Australia, the biggest thing that they've all told me um, is that the first few years was work as hard as you can, you don't have days off. And that was you set yourself up and paperwork is so important, right? Without the paperwork, it doesn't matter how much work you do, if you don't have that paperwork organised in place, you will be losing so much money. Your bucket will be empty all the time. And the biggest thing that I was always told is, are you working? Great. Are you making money? And they're the biggest things to remember is that, yeah, you might be busy in working, but are you actually making money? So how do you keep track of that? paperwork 100% you've got to have a good team behind you or a good program and you must be always every single night even if it's an hour a night finishing that paperwork off for that day don't let it don't leave it there in that tray don't leave it for the weekend don't leave it for another time get it sorted get those invoices out there if you have bills pay those bills as quick as you can you don't want that over your head with that, running your business, what is one thing you wish you had known when you started? I think the biggest thing that I wish that I would have known, I knew now, is that I need to trust my gut feeling. There are so many times where I, I knew that I should have done something differently and I knew within myself and someone's convinced me otherwise because I was young, I was naive, or I just didn't have the confidence. And when it all went south, the person or people that convinced me to do it disappeared and I was still stuck there with the problems. If I trusted my gut more, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have had to learn as much. Okay. So with that being said, have you had to go and do certain courses or is there a certain place where you get additional information? Honestly, it goes back to that networking. The best, yeah, there are moments in business and I don't know what business it is that you would be running, but doesn't matter which one it is, there'll be moments where you will feel that there is it's too much or that it's it's just crumbling around you or that you're alone. That's the biggest feeling you're going to feel is that no one else is feeling your pain. When you go to these networking um, seminars or concerts or whatever it is that there are, you will find that you're actually one of a million people who are all feeling it and they're all feeling alone at certain points in time. And this networking helps sort that out. And then once you get past that, Business is so much easier. But how do you sift through getting lost in the wrong information? So networking, getting the information from other people and listening to external sources. Uh, I work on a, fl uh, a three-flag policy. 
might sound a little bit silly, but in my head, on everything I do in life, I have three little red flags, and when they do pop up, um, I stop whatever it is that I'm doing. So, for example, if I'm sitting there and I'm listening to someone give me advice and they know nothing about cars, but they give me advice on how to work on cars, that's my first flag because how can you give advice if you don't know? If I have someone who is telling me that what I'm doing is wrong, but then I look at what they're doing and they're doing the exact same thing, that would be my second flag. And I guess my third flag is a person who's running a business and they're running a successful business and they're giving advice, great. But if they're running a business that's falling and crumbling and they're giving out advice, that's really not a good way to be uh, getting advice from them because you don't want to be doing what they're doing. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that I will only listen to someone who's actually done their, been that, and they're succeeding at what they're doing. Uh, it's no point me telling somebody how to do something when I myself don't know how to do it. So that's very much a, a, an emphasis that you share as well. 100%. So what has been resources that you've used along the way to build your business? I guess the first thing that I've done is that I've gone inwards and I've looked at my family and the people that are around me and I've always when I'm stuck on a situation I've always sat down and had a talk to either my mother my father uh, my uncles even an old boss of mine um, who I used to work for who was just a great guy I've even passed a few things over with him just to get another opinion sometimes we get too trapped in doing what we're doing that we don't actually get to see it like the old saying you can't see the forest from amongst the trees actually quite a true saying so having those people to sit and talk to and the rest of it that has definitely helped out love how family is so important for you and your business as far as marketing is concerned with motivating the the influences of marketing and getting out there what has been a good source for you other than networking marketing's one of those crazy things because I used to sit and think about that you need to market to a, a certain type, that if you were a big business, you must use Google. If you're a small business, you must use Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. What I've found is that you need to dabble in a little bit of everything and then get your reports and go from there. I have a virtual assistant who does an amazing job. And I found her through one of the networking sites I was at. And she gave a presentation on what she does. And from there, I gave her a phone call, had a meeting with her, and I asked her in depth as to what she could do for the business. And her marketing that she did for me was over Facebook, um, Gumtree. There were a few other little sites, even Google as well. And she just tried, dabbled in a bit of everything and gave me a report back. And from there, I knew where to target my, yeah, my audience. And that's worked out really, really well. I find that if you are stuck, network. Talk to other people and for some reason it will open your eyes. So with the theory of you are who you surround yourself? A hundred percent. My granddad always told me, he said, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. That goes in life for business as well as personal life is that you will only be as good as your weakest link and you'll only be as good as the people that are around you. So have a look around yourself and see the people that influence you the most and are they positive people, they're negative people. Do you feel that when you leave their company, have they drained the life out of you or do you feel that you've gained something from them and they've gained something from you? How is your emotions feeling after you leave them? And that will tell you roughly on where you're going in life. 
With uh, your children, because you're a dad and you have children, do you feel that running your business is difficult having kids or is it easily done with work-life balance? No, yeah, 100% stressful. There is no doubt about it. Me personally, I thrive on stress. So when it's going all, all good and quiet, uh, I get my anxiety builds up. But when it's stressful and I've got a lot on my plate, I seem to be a lot more relaxed. Uh, so for me, it's not as much of an issue, but as far as the balance, that's definitely what I'm looking for. At the moment, the kids, I see them at night, I see them in the morning, but during the day, uh, yeah, they're generally there at school or they're looked after by their mother. So what has surprised you most about running your business? There are so many different types of people out there with so many different problems, so many different goals, so many different aspirations. We do, you get stuck in your little world and with the people you're around all the time. And then when you go to a business and you start talking to different people, you realise that it's just, it's a huge, huge world out there. And it's just crazy to know that I'm a part of it. And as far as your business is concerned, what is your point of difference? I think the biggest point of difference for us and all other businesses out there is that we want to help. The bottom line, look, Money is definitely important. Without money, I don't live. There's no doubt about it. We don't go to work for free. I enjoy helping. There is nothing better than knowing that I've helped at the end of the day. I spent two hours with a customer and his family uh, a week ago after work because he wanted to do a $21,000 job on his vehicle. And after we went through it and we explained it all and we wrote it all down, he actually realised it would have been cheaper to get another vehicle. We inspect that, change the parts over, and it'll be a lot cheaper to do it that way instead of fixing this one vehicle up. Yes, I lost two hours with that. And I understand that from a business point of view, that could be a loss. But I also gained long life customers. There was the grandma there, there was the mum there, there was uh, the child and his best mate. I now service all their vehicles. So yeah, I spent two hours there and I didn't get a $21,000 job, but I now know I've got customers forever. And they're going to keep telling people. Yep. That's important to me. Word of mouth is definitely the way to go as far as having happy customers are concerned. Now, a little thing that most people won't know. I know that you can deal with snakes as far as vehicles are concerned. That is correct. We do have a snake handling license. Um, We got that when we got the contract for the daycare centres. And I thought that it would be quite a wise thing to do is to just be able to have that there as an ability for if we're working on their vehicles up in Two Rocks and Yanship where we are based and it was just one of those little perks that we can do to help them out, especially when there's snakes and children around. So because family is so important to you, uh, when setting up your business, how did you develop your idea into an actual fully functioning business? Trial and error. (laughs) That is (laughs) the best way to go. It's actually quite funny on how the business started. I was was working and building um, Haglands for a, um, a project. We were getting snowmobiles over into Australia and we had to do a huge conversion. Obviously, when the project finished, I felt like that I wanted to try and go out on my own and try something. So I uh, got my clothes and a notepad and a pen and an add-on gum tree, tools in the back of the car, and I um, got out there and started doing some jobs and went from there. Kept increasing and increasing in work. So as the work increased, we uh, got more things, got a van on the road, but a lot of trial and error. I could tell you a hundred stories of things that I wish I did differently, and I could tell you a hundred more stories about things that I'm so proud of. But every single time I got knocked down, I just went home, had to talk to my support network or my rocks, um, which are the people that helped me get through all this. And then I got back out there the next day and, yeah, put a smile on my face and kept going. And now, you know, a little bit later on, I've got a workshop, got a few staff, 
got an amazing accounts lady, got a virtual assistant, got a van on the road, and look, we're booked. Uh, we're, we're doing really, really well, and we got good reviews. People are happy, so I can't complain. But you were saying with the with the trial and error, specifically on the word error. <laughs> how did you push through all of those those times that were really down and low? Because um, as we know, with running a business, there are times where the motivation is just not there to keep going. So I have got well, I've got a few amazing friends, but I have one awesome guy who runs his own business named Daryl and I actually had a talk to him this is about one of the first times I had a really big low and I had a talk to him I says what do you do like how do you deal with it he on the weekends puts his motorbikes on the back of his ute and he just goes out there and just goes nuts until he is tired physically exhausted and then he goes rests for a bit puts the bikes back in the car and then gets ready for his work come Monday. And he says by doing that and getting his energy all out, that he's able to then focus on his business, and he also gets that frustration and anger out in taking his motorbikes out. My little brother goes to the gym when he has a really, really bad day, and he's in real estate, so he has a fair few of them at the moment. But, um, yeah, he goes to the gym and just goes two hours nuts until he is completely exhausted, and then he has a clearer mind afterwards. And that seems to work for him. I find if you can switch off, as hard as that sounds, and have something to do other than work, other than talking about it, other than doing something with it, something completely different, it could be anything, even fishing, just something relaxing, that helps. It helps so much. So what is it that you do? Get rid of that stress. Me, I take my boys out on the boat and we go fishing and we're a big firm believers on catch and release. Um, if I want fish, I've got the shops and I'll buy them. But we go and uh, catch a few fish, chuck them into the tub of water in the boat and they swim around and we give them a little bit of food, feed them and you know, we talk about the fish, we research them and it seems to be quite a relaxing thing. They get all excited because they're at a young stage we take the boat out for a bit of a spin, you know, do little circles and all the rest of it, go for a bit of a swim, and that seems to be my my relaxer at the moment. With that, getting out and actually getting the frustration out, what is a bit of advice you'd give business owners taking the footsteps through entrepreneurship? I think the biggest one is that it can wait. I know that it's easier said than done, but when you get to a certain point where you've got a customer screaming at you for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on you and you've got issues at home or you've got personal problems going on and all you're trying to do is work harder and faster, thinking that the quicker you do that job, whatever it is, that it will solve that problem, it doesn't. The quicker you work on that job and the faster you go, all you're going to do is get rid of all those things that you would normally do that that would protect you from hurting yourself or from making mistakes. And they go and then you will hurt yourself or you'll make a mistake on the job or you won't finish it to the best of your ability and then they'll be more upset. The biggest thing I reckon is it can wait. Just stop sometimes. And even if you have to go to that person and say, hey, look, you know what? It's not getting done today. Yes, I promised you it was going to get done today. And yes, it should have been done today, but it's just not. And that's just life. Being able to step back and say, you know what? I'm human. It's just not going to happen and doing it the next day keeps you peace of mind and that's, I think, the best advice. 
And uh, going with your inspiration to actually follow your dream, because owning your own business is definitely working around your family. What inspired you to move from being employed to actually running your own business? I think the honest answer is I struggle to see, to deal with people who were in managerial or supervisorial roles who could not do my job, but could order around and take all the glory for it. But as soon as something went wrong, they would just send it downhill and you get in trouble for it. I, I think the biggest issue I had was the wrong people in the wrong fields because they, not because of what they could do, but because of who they knew, et cetera, et cetera, without going into much detail. And I found that big businesses like that, which I was working for, don't look after their um, bottom line as well as they should. So with the motivating factors, do you have any internal motivating factors other than communicating with other people? What is, what is it that inspires you to, to do more and be more? I have a drive to succeed. Failure is not an option. I don't even know what that word is. I don't use that word in the context that I have. I use it in the context that I've learnt. The words can't and fail just aren't there. I will succeed. And if I didn't succeed this time, I'm going to succeed the next time. It will happen. The time is the difference. Thomas Edison, with his whole light bulb, was it a thousand ways to... Now, not to make a light bulb is what he said, but you need one to make it. I guess all the good business owners out there, they succeed. And even if they don't succeed, they're going to succeed the next time. There isn't this, I can't or I failed, so I'm not going to do it. It's I'm going to keep trying. What is the saying? Three tires that are punched, just change them and keep going? That's it. All right, I've got to get that one right. So I have to ask the naysayers. Do you know what a naysayer is? No, but I'm going to hear it. (laughs) So a naysayer is someone who goes, we want the best for you, but don't work too hard. How do you deal with those? Okay. If I come across people like that, I turn around and I walk away. That's the biggest way to deal with it. I don't deal with negativity. If I have negativity around me, it gets squashed and it goes away. Uh, Negativity can be left for other places, for um, people who want to complain, people who want to whinge all the time or who want to have uh, double standards. Uh, Look, they can go do their thing, go do it somewhere else. We're here to succeed, we're here to grow uh, and we need to keep moving onwards and upwards. Now, because you've got a team around you, how do you motivate your staff? Okay, so you actually sent me through this in a message before this meeting and funnily enough, I wanted to bring this up. So I went and talked to my staff and I said, guys... You know how I am just the most amazing boss that there is out there and they they ragged on me a lot. But um, I said, how do I motivate you guys? And every single one of them all said the exact same thing. We have a project car that we do. So everyone in the team, even the accountant, um, our bookkeeping lady, they all have a passion for cars. So on our Fridays at the end of the day around about 2, 3 o'clock, tools are down. Yep. And we all work on a project car. And this could be anything. Uh, at the moment, it is just a Subaru Forester. And we do a little bit of work to it here, there, and all the rest of it. We build it up. We have it in a good condition. And then we sell it off. The profit from selling that vehicle off will then go to the next vehicle. This continues and continues until we get to Christmas time. And at Christmas time, at the end of the year, we use that money to go and have our bonus or the Christmas dinner or lunch or whatever it is, whatever it comes to at the end of it. That motivation for them to break up work from you must get this done in this time because this customer needs it by this time to, hey, guys, let's plot along and enjoy the car for what it is. 
seems to be the best fix that I've done. All right, so how did you come up with that? Uh, the apprentice. Why? Uh, no, um, well, uh, the apprentice was in the van with him one day, and he says, um, I'd, like, I'd like to do something that I can enjoy. Uh, he says, I love my job and all the rest of it. He says, but there is time limits still on the jobs, and, you know, which is reasonable. And I said, look, that's fine. What would you like to do? He said, look, I'd like a little project car to work on. And at first he wanted this Holden Commodore with a V8 and a cam in it and all the rest of it and rah, rah, rah. But we got down to just old unlicensed vehicles and we just put a bit of time and work into it, have a bit of a laugh and you know, just have a bit of fun into it. And I guess because of the apprentice's uh, view on it and how passionate he was, we went and bought one and we've just been doing it ever since and it seems to work. Nice. Now, what has been the best decision in your business to date? Best decision ever, I think, so far, is putting on staff. Jeez, you could talk to anyone about it. Staff are not easy and it does take a while to get the right ones. There's no doubt about it. But when you do have the right ones and you have a team of efficient people who all know their roles and all just want to get the job done and there's no uh, politics or very little politics, that it just makes everything so much easier at this point in time. I think that's been the best decision ever is getting the right staff. The can-do attitude. 100%. With your vision and goals, because clearly you have them and you know where your business is going and where you want to go, does that come at a cost anywhere else in your life? I think everything comes at a cost, to be quite honest with you, Bronwyn. Um, (laughs) The cost, I think, that came for this ambition and goals is that I burn myself out. And that might be by the fact that once I've finished work, then I've done all my paperwork, I might be still dreaming or not sleeping well over something that I could have done better or a job that I may have lost for whatever reason. There's always something because of my drive and my passion and my goals that definitely will take a toll somewhere else. A lot of the tolls that it does take has been in the personal life and that is something that we're working on at the moment. But I guess that's going to be a constant thing. That's not going to just be fixed and done. Two things here. What is one key tip that you would give somebody running a small business? One key tip. Jeez, I've got a fair few. But um, if I had to compile it to one tip in general is find a support network. It doesn't have to be family. For me it is and that's great, but it honestly doesn't have to. Just some support network that you can talk to. You're never alone. And even if you think that you are, or even if you feel that there's some excuse that you can give to say that you are alone, if you just look a little bit more broader, you'll find that you're not. And lastly, because this is all about business shakers and the BS that no one tells you about, what BS have you been told about running a business and how would you change that? Oh, look, I've been told a lot. Uh, there's no doubt about it. The biggest stuff that I've been told is the... I wouldn't do it that way if I was you. That's the statement I've heard so much. And then when you turn around and say, well, how would you do it? They don't have an answer for it. I think this goes back to the fact that if you're going to get advice from people, you've got to see where they are first. And a lot of the advice you get is always, or I guess from most people, it's always negative. It always starts with some sort of, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I would do it differently. And there's no positive behind it. That's the biggest BS I've found. That type of influences from people, you've got to get away from them. Stay away. Don't even entertain that thought. 
But that comes back down to the theory of if someone's doing it better than you and succeeding, then it's worthwhile listening to them. A hundred percent. We're not here to reinvent the wheel. A lot of businesses, if you can find someone who's willing to teach you or show you the ropes on a similar business to what you're doing, and he's quite or she is quite successful in that, then um, listen to him, take the advice on. And when you're in a situation where you're bigger and you're happier and you're more, you know, you're more set up. Then if you want to reinvent the wheel and try a few new different things, hey, go ahead, go for it. But to begin with, take the advice from the people who have already done it and they know. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, some very interesting takes on inspiring people and factors that help motivate you to start, grow and run your business. We would love your feedback here at DRN1. You can find us on Facebook at DRN1Live. And if you'd like to know more about Mark and his journey, we will have more information on our Facebook page. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and follow us to learn more about the great programs we have to offer here. Thank you for joining us, Mark. And to you, our valuable, fabulous audience, my name is Bronwyn Lunderstead. And please join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. live here at DRN1, where business shakers will shake the BS of business no one tells you about and give you useful tips and tricks of how to start, run and grow your business. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, Bronwyn. Have a great day. You too.